You are going to be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Thank you for joining us here on The Mom Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon, helping you ease through your week with some really, really, really prevalent information, some things that you might have said, I meant to look that up, or I could really help out a friend if I knew this, and you just don't always have time. So what we do is we are a repository of great information here on The Mom Show, courtesy of our rotating panel of experts. And in with us today, Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinics. Hello again, Dr. Amy. I think I need to hit your button right up there for you. You know, I always appreciate what you're coming in, especially right now, because you give me great advice, not only as I am momming my 12-year-old, because you and I are in kind of similar situations, so it's always nice to be able to handle that. But also, I don't think I've shared this with you, but my youngest sister, she is near having a baby as well. And so I'm like, hey, I know bits and pieces because I hang out with Dr. Amy. So thank you for all of the information that you share every week. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so we are going to cover some great information today we do always encourage you to find uh, and ask your own practitioner if you are in any of these scenarios. But we're going to give you a great foundation today. And that practitioner might actually be going to talk to the people over at Health Foundations because you have a broad scope yeah. of information that you give as far as women's health. And I think, too, you know, I think it's important to know, you know, we are in a different time with COVID. Right. Right. And knowing about what to do and not what to do in our health care and what should I be seen for and what should I not be seen for. I mean, everybody hears me talk about the maternity care that we offer. Right. And so even in the midst of COVID, you know, we still talk about if you're planning to get pregnant to do the preconception planning. Right. You know, you can still have those conversations. You can still have those visits. You know, in your pregnancy, you know, your care everywhere, whether it's with us or with anyone else, does look a little different. Right. You know, there's a little in virtual, there's some in person. Um, but the foundation, you know, for our practice, that foundation of really making sure that you're prepared, making sure that you have the information that you need, making sure that you feel supported is really so paramount in our care and that part has not changed right and we do we've got lots of families lots of women lots of pregnant people coming and asking you know about okay you know i'm pregnant and i'm i'm excited but i'm a little worried you know what does that look like having a baby at a freestanding birth center like with you guys right and um, we talk about, you know, the care, you know, the prenatal visits and um, that we still want to be seeing you. We still want to be giving you all that information. We're still available. Um, we still want to do all of those things that are important in your pregnancy. Um, and, you know, the big thing is making sure you feel supported. Right. And, you know, there's lots of questions because there's still lots of um news in the media and we're seeing COVID numbers go up and we're seeing hospitals be overwhelmed. Um, you know, we, our job is to keep the birth center as healthy as possible. Right. And so, you know, we have lots of things in place to make that happen. Um, but we also recognize that there are really important pieces of your care, like making sure that your husband or partner are with you during 
your birth and right. your labor. And so that has not changed at the birth center. You know, we really, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about doulas today. We really encourage families to have a doula that has not changed at the birth center. You know, you can have your support, uh, you can have your partner or a husband with you as well as a doula or another support person. And I'm glad that we're going to be talking about doulas today because looking back, I really wish I had had a doula. And I remember thinking about it, having that conversation with my husband at the time and him being against it. And I think it's because there was just some misinformation. Yeah. And the way that he was thinking about it, it he felt kind of like it was a slight yes. that I was asking for it versus... Yes. Going, no, this is better for both of us. Yes. Because neither of us, that was our, I mean, I mean, uh, that was our first kid. Neither of us necessarily knew what we were doing. And so it would have been nice to have somebody there that was expert in their field. Yes. And I think, you know, a lot of those misconceptions are out there about a lot of the things we're going to talk about today. Today is the must do's to plan for your pregnancy, labor and delivery and postpartum. Um, And, you know, as we go through these things too, there's lots of unknowns. And right. so we're going to be talking about what those unknowns are. You know, if you have unknowns that either you're not sh- sure about right now that you're sitting at home wondering about, give us a call. Right. If you've already been through this process and you're like, oh my gosh, I remember there were these things that uh, really, you know, I sat and thought about a lot that I just didn't know about. Right. That I want other people to know about, give us a call and let us know what those things are because we learn from each other. Exactly. And that number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071 because there are a lot of these things that we're going to talk about today, but you don't necessarily talk about in your small groups or in your session, you know, things like I remember, you know, you're right. It is kind of, you know, I'm very happy that I was able to relate some information to my younger sister. Because it wasn't the same as getting the information from my mom because it had been 40 years almost before, like, since she had to worry about it. Oh, for Um, sure. So, but to be able to go, hey, this, or to advise her in a certain way, like, even one of the things that I I mentioned to her was, hey, if you're not feeling it with the hospital you're going to be having the baby at, pick different doctor. You can change. Right, exactly. And she kind of, like, we were on the phone having that conversation a month or so ago, and she still is like, well, I thought about it, but I didn't really know. And I'm like leave. I'm like, if you and your husband are not feeling it, find go where you plan on, on going. And you know, I get that. I I hear that a lot. They're like, Oh, we, we, we can do that. Mm -hmm. We have a choice. Exactly. But won't I hurt their feelings? And I say, you know, honestly, they may not even know. I kind of told her that too, because you sign a piece of paper. That's a records release. And in a bigger system, um, they just don't have that same, you know, we would we would notice in our practice. Right. We, we get to know our families really well. But in a bigger system, you sign a records release and your records go elsewhere. And that's that's right. The end of it, really. So you're right. If you're not feeling it, if it doesn't feel comfortable, if, you know, your birth plan or whatever you are really hoping for is not something that jives with your current provider or your where you're planning to currently deliver you do have that option to change. Right. And I think another way that, you you know, you've put it before is that it really is finding someone that communicates to you in a way that works for you yeah. and not feeling like my sister was feeling bad about changing when I'm going, you get to go with your gut. And this kind of goes back to one of the things I think you bring up often, Dr. Amy, is that we have this preconceived uh, experience 
uh, idea here, especially yeah. in the U.S., that being pregnant is supposed to be a chore and miserable and all of these things. And that, that you know, when you're when you're not enjoying the process, you're doing it white, you know, yeah. <laughs> like. And so that was part of the conversation is that I was talking to her going, no, if you're not if you're not getting the information, if you just you know, one of her concerns was she just felt like the staff didn't care about her. That she just felt like, you know, you know, I feel like they just have bad attitudes and that I'm, a, you know, I'm a pain whenever I go. And I said, well, then switch. We just yeah. had um, we just had a woman transfer into our care that had very similar things to say, because I always mm-hmm. like to know, right. you know, what made you want to change providers or, um, you know, why are you interested in being here at the birth center? And she was very, you know, upfront to say similar things. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't feel respected or heard or I felt like when I asked questions, that was a problem. Right. And regardless if you're pregnant or if it's any other health concern, let me tell you right now, if you have a question for your provider, that should not be a problem. Right. Right. Because really it's you taking ownership over your health and your health care and seeking more information from the professional who has it. <laughs> right, exactly. And that professional doesn't need to be Dr. Google. No, no, because <laughs> that usually makes it more anxiety ridden. <laughs> like anything you Google, you're like, okay, am I even now? I'm, I, I'm clearly, I, I have the worst case scenario, whatever it is. It's never the easiest thing on Google. You always presume you have the worst. Yes, even <laughs> I do that. And right. even I call <laughs> my friends and they're like, okay, Amy. <laughs> You're not dying. <laughs> They're like, and put you your keyboard and your mouse down. <laughs> <laughs> so even healthcare providers, you do you do go through that. Right. And, you know, even though, and I see this particularly with women, mm-hmm. if you ask your question and you don't get, you, you don't understand the information that's given back to you, it's okay to ask again. Right. Or ask for clarification. Um, because... That, that's another disconnect that I often see happening is, is, oh, okay, well, they gave me this information. I don't really understand it. Or maybe that wasn't quite what I was asking. Right. But being fearful to ask again or uncomfortable. So if you're out there and, and you've got questions for your healthcare provider, you know, please, I highly encourage you um, to make those questions known and and to keep asking and if you don't understand something or or if you're not getting quite the answer that, or the 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 response that that you're you're thinking that you should be getting I think you've also covered before that at Health Foundations, another differentiating factor is that you're willing to spend the time to help make sure that they're that we are asking the correct questions right. sometimes because I understand that I mean there's sometimes I'm going well I think I mean this but I'm not sure. So right. Right. my biggest thing, and if you've if you've been listening to me on the radio the past few years, one of my biggest things is we often just don't know the right question to ask. But in our current healthcare system, it's not set up to necessarily give you the information. Right. You know, we're really big at I don't want to I, I call it drive through healthcare. Okay. It's kind of like a drive through fast mm-hmm. food where, oh, you've got a sore throat and a runny nose and headache oh right. it's this right here you go move on through instead of really kind of taking that broader look and having that conversation you know and and we know from research in general it takes about 10 minutes on 
on the very minimum mm-hmm. to feel comfortable starting to talk with somebody in a room. Right. But when our visits are seven to 10 minutes in our conventional system, it doesn't give the opportunity for the person to even, you know, feel relaxed enough or, you know, have that conversation and that relationship enough to be able to even start that conversation. So you're right, whether it's women's health, whether it's maternity care at health foundations, you have that time because your visits are 30 to 60 minutes. Right. So it gives you that opportunity to build that relationship and feel comfortable asking those questions, but also we welcome them. Right. And we remind you, you know, write down your questions until we see you for your next visit because, you know, pregnancy brain. Yes. And if you don't know what I'm talking about when you're pregnant, <laughs> all those hormones take over. Exactly. And you much are, you much more easily forget things. <laughs> so we remind you to write them down so when you come in, we can talk about them. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we hopefully will answer some questions for all of you out there in My Talk Land. We're going to cover must-dos to plan for your pregnancy, labor, delivery, and postpartum, courtesy of Dr. Amy from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinics. We'll be right back on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinics. You can be part of the show. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And as Dr. Amy said in the first segment, we're going to be covering must-dos to plan for your pregnancy, labor, delivery, and postpartum. So if you're part of the community, if you're one of those people that you're like, I wish I had known this before or here's something that I always pass on to friends family loved ones because of an experience that you had this is a great time to be part of the show again the number is 651-641-1071 so um, in the last segment we were talking a little bit about just feeling comfortable with your provider and so I just want to add just a few things to that before we move on Um, so The one thing that you might be thinking is, oh, it's difficult. Right. So it's not difficult if you do want to switch providers. The other thing is you might think I'm too late in my pregnancy. Right. Well, maybe and maybe not. You know, for us, um, depending on what's going on, and of course, you know, we want you to come in and talk with us or talk with, have a virtual consultation, Mm -hmm. Um, but you may be able to switch care well into your third trimester. Right. Um, And so, you know, really seek out your options if that's something that you're thinking, even listening to this, oh, I didn't know that that was a possibility and it starts your brain thinking, right. then maybe that's something that you need to explore a little bit more. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong in you deciding to do that. So it is just making yourself comfortable with the fact of you get to have options yeah. with this. And mm-hmm. you might find, you know, exploring a little more that you think, oh, you know what? I feel really fine with my provider or right. no, I am going to switch to somebody else. So, you know, there's always options. You're not just locked in right. to where you're at. I think sometimes we feel that if we go to someplace else, the other people are going to be upset on behalf yeah. of the place where I left. Yeah. And I don't think that's the case either. I don't think so either. Right. And um, there's, you know, we have a lot of maternity care choices here in the Twin Cities. We are very lucky. You know, it's not the case in a lot, in a majority of the country, honestly. Right. And so there are options and it's it's great to be able to explore them. Wonderful. Because we do want you to, you know, have this wonderful experience as best as you can. Yes. You know, I don't yeah. want to, I you know, I am very disappointed in some of the things that I look back on and remember about my son, who is the shining jewel in my life. He is my favorite complex little onion. But there are times that I look back and I'm like, but this part sucked. Yes. <laughs> and some yeah. of the things 
in retrospect, after talking to you, I'm like, oh, I could have done something about that. It didn't yeah. have to suck. So hopefully some of the information we give today will help you with that. So should we start with some of the must-dos as you're planning for your pregnancy? Yeah. And okay. so one of the things that we highly, highly recommend and um, is childbirth education classes. Right. And this is outside of your standard prenatal care. Um, generally, it might be a four or six class series. Everything is done virtually right now, mm-hmm. um, which is actually going quite well. But it gives you the opportunity to really learn these other things that are important that you don't necessarily or you aren't generally getting in your prenatal visits. Right, right. And, you know, I always say it helps you put you and your partner on the same page. Fair enough. Because mm-hmm. this is true in life, right? Each of us have our own expectations. Right. We have our own vision of the way things are going to go. And then we get together and sometimes they're not the same, but we haven't communicated that. Exactly. And so sometimes if it's the right type of childbirth ed class, I always think it helps you just kind of get on the same page for the pregnancy, for expectations for the delivery and for labor. Because, you know, I joke, but this is true. Mm-hmm. You know, the laboring person um, is on their journey. Yes. And they're having contractions and, you know, that's their space. Then we think of our husbands and partners. Yes. And it's kind of like we throw them in and we say, okay. We expect you to know all the right things to say mm-hmm. and how to support me in all the ways that I need to be supported. Exactly. And be up for 12, 24, 48 hours. Right. Smiling. Yes. <laughs> being cheerful, being, being supportive, giving me all the attentive. energy that you have. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not giving them the tools to do that. Exactly. And childbirth ed classes, I think, are one of those tools that help not only both of you guys communicate so you know what those expectations are. Also to know what to anticipate. Right. Because the anticipation, uh, if you don't know what's coming, is very hard in labor. Yes. It can be very scary for Mm -hmm. both the person in labor and the person supporting the person in labor. Because you might think, oh, is this normal? Exactly. Are these contractions? Is this too much? Should we go in? Should we not go in? Should we call? Should we not call? Right. Oh my gosh, this seems like a lot. Yes. How much more time do we have? Right. So we can just help dispel some of that anxiety up front. Yeah. So Dr. Amy, we did encourage people to call in if they had any wisdom to share. Again, the number for the mom show is 651-641-1071. So on the line right now, we have Sue. Sue, thank you for calling into the mom show. So are you are you a mom and you have some uh, some wisdom to share with our listeners? I do, and it would probably require a follow-up because I'm not a doctor. Gotcha. But, um, and this is for after. Um, I did not know that iron, um, excess iron causes constipation, and actually either they told me and I didn't listen, but I kept taking my prenatal vitamins much longer than I should have. And so please, you know, double-check with someone who knows. But there's a point at which you know, after you've had your baby that you don't need, <laughs> you know, I just kept taking them because they were there and it's it's a lot of iron. Ah, thank you very much for sharing that, Sue. And you know what? It's funny that you say you're not a doctor because I have one <laughs> right here. So I appreciate that. You know, so let's. Yeah, I just 
think at some point there's this point where you're supposed to stop taking them because it's not necessary to have all that anymore. Okay, so Great. hold on a second. So, so Dr. Amy, we have talked about uh, supplements and vitamins before and including yeah. iron. So yeah. is Sue correct? Is there a way that you should wean down or change your doses or how do you do that? So, yes, there's a couple things to think about. Um, so as long as you are breastfeeding, mm-hmm. it's good to be taking your prenatal vitamin. Okay. Um, if you're getting constipated or if the iron is causing you stomach upset, constipation, any of those sorts of symptoms, then we recommend um, changing actually the vitamin that you're taking. Okay. There's Here's the reason. Synthetic iron is very hard on your body. Okay. And so uh, the synthetic iron is really what causes sometimes a lot of that constipation and GI discomfort. Mm -hmm. We really recommend taking a plant-based iron. Okay. Uh, Plant-based irons generally tend to be better absorbed. Um, So that means that you are taking it in and your body is utilizing it better. It also doesn't cause that same side effect of constipation. Right. So um, if you are, so I'm glad Sue brought this up because there's a couple of things then to be thinking about because I know there's so many women who go through this. So this is a great thing to bring up. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. absolutely. No, I, and that's I it was like constipation related to breastfeeding. I had no idea. Yeah. So, and it's so true for many women, um, but know those kind of two things. So change up your prenatal, really use a plant-based iron and that constipation goes away. Um, and then, you know, but, and, and truly as long as you're breastfeeding though, that's good to be taking that prenatal. Yep. Yeah. So thank you. Thanks a lot, Sue. We appreciate you being part of the show. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. You're welcome. And so it's always good to have you on, Dr. Amy, just because you do holistically talk about all of those things and that a lot of the things that you're doing as you're pregnant are some of them are good habits to maintain after you have baby, right? Yeah. All right. So I think we'll cover some of those when we get back. We are going through the must-dos to plan for your pregnancy, labor, delivery, and postpartum, courtesy of Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinics. We'll be right back on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on MyTalk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon, so glad to be joined by Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinics, reminding you you can find them on their website, health-foundations.com. Right, Dr.? Amy? Yes. Yeah, I am very excited when people do seek out your guidance because I know that they are in good hands. And if you were talking at the very beginning of the show, and we're going to get back to talking about uh, must-dos as you were planning for your pregnancy, but just in your women's health journey in general, mm-hmm. I feel like we've had this conversation where there are a lot of things that we have a tendency to put off because it's stuff we should do, but it's not fun. Yeah. So you, it's easy to get caught up in the world of I am worried about work. I'm worried about my family. I'm worried about this. I don't need to go in for this or I don't need to ask about X, like all of our our lady bit maintenance. So that's what I like to call it. It's easy to sit there and go, I don't need to. And then you are amazed how much time has flown before you've gone it. Well, and, you know, even I'm guilty of this. I was talking to my husband last night and I was saying, you know, I was supposed to go in for this appointment Mm -hmm. and then COVID hit. Right. And so everything got kind of postponed and oh my gosh, it's November. Yes. And I was thinking, you know, I need to really go do that. So it's a, it's a really reminder because this has been a crazy year. Let's just be honest. Right. (laughs) And time just keeps flying by. Right. 
but don't forget about your health. And, um, I, you know, I hear from a lot of people, well, I can't go in because it's COVID or I shouldn't go in or, you know, if I'm he, not comfortable at, you know, with, I mean, that's one of the conversations I've yeah. had with my mom is that she's like, well, I don't want to go in where there's people. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I highly encourage you. And, you know, that's why we're here as a resource. Um, we, in our office and in all the healthcare offices, we are healthcare providers. So we're, we're working to keep people as safe and as healthy as possible. You know, there's virtual visits. Um, there's the option where, you know, we work with people if they don't feel comfortable being in the office very long, where we'll do a majority of your visit virtually. Mm-hmm. And then you come in right? Um, either later that day or whatever that looks like. And then we do that portion that we need to do in person that takes much less time, but we've still had the opportunity to talk through right. and get all the information and make sure you're feeling heard and well supported virtually. Yes. And so there's lots of options, but yeah, really, really kind of take a look and think, wow, did I really get all the checkups that I needed this year? Did I check in with my provider? And this is the end of the year. You mm-hmm. know, where are you at with your deductible? Right. Um, and I hate to say health insurance plays a role sometimes, but um, heck, if you've met your deductible, absolutely make sure that you're checking all the boxes exactly. for all the things that you need to do, whether it's a mammogram, whether it's a pap, a breast exam, any of your blood work. Right. Um, those are just to name a few things, you know, to make sure that you're st- still taking care of yourself. Right. Cause those things are key. And that's the way that you make sure that things don't get blown out of proportion. Yeah. Like that you can actually handle some of these things or make sure if something, while it's still small and very easy to manage, that all makes sense. And if it's an annual thing, because I know time, my sense of time lately has just been like, oh, didn't that just happen? Exactly. <laughs> like a week or two ago. And no, right. actually, Amy, that was several months right. ago, is to put annual reminders. So for me, I go and, you know, have a, with my dermatologist, I get mm-hmm. a skin check every year. Right. And so I put it on my calendar that, hey, it pops up as a reminder to call for an appointment that right. week yes. or a mammogram or whatever it is. Um, Cause otherwise sometimes I think we forget what I did is a few years ago, I synced it all up with my birthday. And so oh, like, yeah. I just, and people were like, that is so weird that you think that that's, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm celebrating the fact that I'm still okay. And that <laughs> kind of thing. So to me, it felt like kind of empowering, like during my birthday month, and I'm like, I go get all my lady bigs checked and everything's fine. And just to be able to be in that position actually feels very empowering to me to be like, no, you are in a position where you get to go and do this and you get to have a mammogram. So I just felt very blessed yeah. that I was in a position and a society where you that was that. cool. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe look at it that way. If you think everything that uh, about those things are inconvenient, <laughs> you can just look at it like, hey, I need to be grateful. <laughs> yeah. You need to add, that in, add this into your gratitude journal still, that you get to go do these things. Still okay. Still alive. <laughs> exactly. Plus, I mean, real talk, you and I are the in-between age that sometimes going in on that annual visit is just for them to check where all the things are. So if anything goes wrong, they can put you back to norm. You know kind of thing? <laughs> so I'm like, it is just checking. I'm like, Okay, this is the the blueprint. If something goes awry, right. go back. That's your reboot, like on your computer. Did you back up all of your Lady Bits data? This is what you do once a year. 
So that works. I think that that is great. So we've been covering, we did some to-dos about your pregnancy. Uh, do we have some to-dos about your labor that we want to cover as well? A doula. Ah, yes. yes. We are highly supportive of everyone having a doula. And let's go through the definition of what a doula is, because I think a lot of people don't really get it. They've heard the word and they really just don't understand. So a doula is not a provider. They're there for labor support for the laboring person and their partner. Mm -hmm. And what that means is they um, generally doulas have gone through um, a training. Mm -hmm. um, And so they are well versed in things like the stages of labor and, you know, different position changes. And they remind you to eat and drink. Right. And um, they're there to help you remind you that, hey, this is normal. This is part of the process. They're also there because, you know, you're right. You said earlier that generally we always think the doulas are for the pregnant person. Right. That's yes, that's true. But a lot of times they are also there for the husbands and partners. Right. Because, and you know, I've even had husbands and partners come in and, you know, I ask this question all the time and we talk about doulas and if you're planning on having a doula, who, you know, who are you planning on? And, you know, I've had families who've had three, four or five babies with me. And I even I ask every time and the dad looks at me and he's like, uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because and I think it just really recognizes that um, it's a support for the family. Are they kind of like a coach, Dr. Amy? They're a coach. Okay. And so I give this analogy all the time. I like this analogy. So I am not up on sports at all. Right. You know, I like to go to things like football games and mm-hmm. watch them, but I can't really, you know, give you the nitty gritty. Right. So if somebody threw me on the field, gave me a playbook and said, okay, here you go. It's your job to coach this team and we want you to win. Right. It's kind of what we do to dads and partners. Right. That sure, they can take childbirth ed classes. They can have these conversations with their partners. But the doula is kind of the person then that sits behind them and says, oh, hey, here's the washcloth. Right. Mm-hmm. And that you can put on her forehead. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, kind of that coaching through what that what those things are, because, goodness, I don't expect, you know, families or partners to know what all of those things are. We don't we aren't pregnant all the time. Right. We don't and go through a lot this of things going on when you're in the midst of it. And oh, yeah, um, before when we were still having this discussion, my ex-husband and I, you know, I, I feel like he really got his feelings hurt when I said, well, maybe we should do this. And it would have helped to have somebody explain, no, they're there for both of us. It's not because I don't trust you to do things. It's that, hey, wouldn't it be easier on both of us if there's somebody that can go get me Cheez-Its and it's not you, you know, or whatever it is that I'm going to snack on or whatever. I just bring that up because that's what I ate during the time. Um, (laughs) Like I was all in about Cheez-Its. But um, it is good to have somebody that can do that because it's exhausting for both of you. And yes, it's more work for the mom. But there's still a lot of emotion, a lot of you oh, know, yeah. stuff that are going on for the partner and the dad, you oh, know, yeah. partner of the dad. And I think, too, um, I always say to partners and dads, you know, you have this journey through labor and delivery, but it's still go. You know, your go time is postpartum. Right. Because then you're home and you're supporting, you know, mom and baby and, you know, all this other stuff is going on. So there's times in labor where um, if a doula can help support um, the mom or the laboring person and that partner can take a rest, 
Right. That's completely appropriate sometimes. And that means that then they're ready for go time. Yes. Because not all labor is go time. There's a lot of waiting. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of um, contraction after contraction, which is normal. But, you know, if if you can share that load, it can make a difference. Right. You know, we are so fortunate in the Twin Cities. We are a doula-rich community. Wonderful. I'm just going to name a couple of resources so people have a place to start. Um, we have a doula organization of the Twin Cities called the Childbirth Collective. Okay. And so that is, they have a website. Um, they also um, have various uh, information sessions that they offer. And so that might be a place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also an organization called Everyday Miracles, which I think is really a good, uh, another good resource to know about. Um especially for our mamas and pregnant people who have Medicaid, because I think sometimes um, families who have Medicaid for insurance think, oh, these options aren't available to me. And that's right. not the case. Uh, Everyday Miracles um, has is funded and has a program particularly for moms on Medicaid. So that is an option for them to have a doula or have, you know, chiropractic care and pregnancy or, you know, all of these things, they do also childbirth ed classes. And so um, those are just two, two options of many, you know, but I want to at least give a couple resources. And producer Sonny, if you can make sure that goes on our mom show page, it'd be great for people to find later. So we'll make sure that they look up everyday miracles as well. And then I was going to say too, you know, when you are in our care, Um, years ago, I developed a doula intern program and this was an opportunity uh, for newer doulas. So doulas who have gone through a training, um, but want, but haven't had the opportunity to uh, support a lot of families, um, to work in our practice and have the support from us, but also that families have the opportunity to have a doula at a much discounted price. And so, you know, we have that at the birth center, um, just because we we really it's a it's a team. It takes a team to have a baby. Right. It's a community. Right. And um and a doula I think is really part of that community. Right. And I think if we look back, like one of the jokes that you hear a lot is, well, they've been doing this for hundreds of years and thousands of years, and it's like, yeah, but if we look back to the way they did it thousands of years ago. There was a community that helped you do this whole thing. They didn't just put you in a hut and go come back 12 hours (laughs) later and you have worked this all out. You're right. Mm -hmm. I mean, the community gathered um, and often the women and the elders in that community surrounded that uh, person in labor and uh, the men's, you know, there was just such a different dynamic. Right. Yeah, right. people weren't left to do it on their own. Right. Well, we are trying to help you not have to do it on your own. We're covering must-dos to plan for your pregnancy, labor, delivery, and postpartum. And we have another segment coming up when we get back. So, Dr. Amy, what are we going to dip into then? We are going to talk about something that is very particular to COVID, but is important in pregnancy in general, mm-hmm. and that's baby position and how to get babies in good positions. Gotcha. We'll also take your calls. You can be part of the show. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic. Reminding you, go to their website, health-foundations.com. Com, get some of your questions answered. Even if there was just something floating on around a little bit in the back of your mind, that is a great first call is to contact Health Foundations. So we have been going through must-dos to plan for your pregnancy, labor, delivery, and postpartum. So how as we are wrapping up, what do we want to go into next, Dr. Amy? We really want to talk about baby position. Right. 
And so not a lot of people think about this until sometimes they're in labor. Mm -hmm. And even then, maybe not, depending on what the information your provider is giving you. But babies who are in good positions, so that means not only head down. Right. Because we hear, oh, is baby breech or vertex or vertex is head down. Yes. Um, And thinking, okay, as long as baby's head down, we're good. That's not the case. Okay. There's other positions. I mean, yes, we want baby to be head down. But the way they're facing and where mm. their back is and all of these things make a difference about how your labor is going to go. Right. So the more well-aligned uh, pregnant people and women are, the better position babies are in, the better labor goes. Okay. So how can you tell in between seeing your provider if things might be a little off? So... This is what we say. And okay. and I'm just going to, instead of, you can always ask your provider, mm-hmm. oh, because, you know, at each of our visits, as you get farther along in your third trimester, when you come in and we feel your belly, we tell you kind of like, oh, here's baby's butt. Right. Here's their back. Here's their head. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's little feet over here. And we talk about positioning because if babies aren't in optimal positions, then we give you exercises or we talk about chiropractic care. We talk about posture uh, that makes a difference in how babies are aligned. Mm -hmm. And so I I particularly want to talk about this because it has always been important, COVID or no COVID. However, in the midst of COVID, everyone is moving less. Right. Which Mm -hmm. means in pregnancy, women are moving substantially less right. than in their day-to-day lives prior to COVID. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, you know, I notice this even in my own body. You know, I work from home when I'm not at the clinic. Right. Um, we're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Granted, I do try and get out for walks and bike rides, especially now that it's been so beautiful. But it's still not the same. I was having the same conversation with a friend not where we same. were talking about our 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 physical health journey and talking about like we were both on this fitness journey. We're like, it just didn't occur to me how much more I moved, even just taking my kid to and from school and what I would do throughout the day. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's exactly it right there. Mm -hmm. Just think about how many times we are in and out of the car. Right. We are walking around our offices. Mm -hmm. We're going to the grocery store. We're walking around Target, whatever that may be. Think about how much more active we were just in our day to day lives. Right. um, Getting from place to place. That has been virtually eliminated. So even that basic amount of movement and exercise is not happening. Right. That is, I see that in, in the women who are, and pregnant people who are delivering with us have really impacted how labors look. Right. So I've really given a lot of thought to this because um, baby position is key. Mm-hmm. So what do we need to do? The number one thing that I want to recommend women really consider in pregnancy, especially in COVID, always, let me hear this, always it's important in pregnancy, especially in COVID because your body is not moving, is chiropractic care. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And go to a chiropractor who's um, familiar with pregnancy. Generally, the number one question everybody says to ask is, are they familiar um how familiar you are are you with working with pregnant women? You know, do you work with pregnant women a lot? Um, you know, ask those questions. It's mm-hmm. fine to ask those questions. Um, you know, we have a, a chiropractic group in our building, Naturally Aligned. Mm-hmm. They are fabulous. The Naturally Aligned 
um, chiropractic crew um, work so much with pregnancy. Um, and so that's an option. You know, Complete Chiropractic is also in St. Paul. Um, we utilize them a lot. And Sunu um, is in Minneapolis and out in the Minnetonka area, um, but they have several locations as well. You know, those are just to name a few. We are another, we are a chiropractic rich community. Right. And I don't want to, you know, single anyone out, but I also want to leave some resources um, that we know about that are are familiar with pregnancy. So um, when in pregnancy, when you are uh, get adjusted and they should they shouldn't be. um, uh, I'll leave the chiropractors to do that. Right. But when you get adjusted and you are well aligned, that means babies can get in the positions that they need to. Right. But if you are out of alignment, it's kind of like babies are trying to conform to whatever way your body is positioned and that can put them in wonky positions. Mm -hmm. So chiropractic. The other one is good posture. Okay. So that means that you should be sitting tall. You know, the number one offenders are how we sit in our couches and chairs where we lean back you know, that puts babies in wonky positions. So either put a pillow behind you on the sofa or your chair or lay on your side. Okay. If you are in your car uh, for extended periods of time, you know, put a pillow behind your back that um, helps add support, but it also puts you in a better position. Okay. So um, maybe sit on an exercise ball when you're at home. That's another thing that you can be doing. Mm-hmm. But that posturing, again, you know, we want babies all out front. And that's how we, you know, they're in better positions um, versus when we have bad posture. Right. And we are it all. <laughs> we are a bad posture society, especially now. Especially now mm-hmm. because, yeah. Because we're sitting there on our couch with our yes. laptops on our knees while we're trying to like work from home. Like nobody, yes. like nobody was set up <laughs> to work appropriately from home. Um, and then the other piece is to remain active. Right. I know we live in Minnesota. I know it's November. And this last week has been gorgeous. Exactly. So I don't know about you, but I have been out on numerous walks with mm-hmm. my kids. Um, just soaking in it as much as we can. Right. You know, um, whether that's walking your stairs at your home, if you've got stairs um, right now, there's lots of free exercise videos. Yes. Um, some are pregnancy related um, or you can do stretching. You can do yoga. Um, there's lots of options, but really try and keep your body moving. I just suggested one of my friends who happens to be pregnant. I started doing Qigong. So I suggested uh-huh. that to her and I'm like, because of the breathing and everything. So there are lots of options and I had sent her some that I found on YouTube. So it's always back to we we pick on Google searches, but there's a good YouTube search every once in a while. Oh, you can yeah. find somebody that has some good instructors out there that you might have an affinity towards. And yep. maybe so you're not feeling like it's I have to figure it out in my house by myself. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I think there's so many ways that we can just this is right. The one thing to Google. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Because there's lots of good options out there. Um, And in some ways, this is ways that you can also connect with other people. Right. So there are still type group online type classes. And even though it might be over Zoom or some other similar platform, you can still be connecting with people. Right. Um, You know, I know we have a few days, maybe maybe a day left. I'm not sure of nice weather, you know, still get outside and you can still socially distance walk or Mm -hmm. socially distance stretch on a field or in a park. You know, all of those are really good ideas. Um, It'll help your body feel better. It helps release stress. Um, It gets you moving. You know, 
all of these things. But, you know, baby position is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so don't discount it and really think about some of these things. Um, Spinning Babies is another great website. Mm -hmm. Um, Spinning Babies? Spinning Babies. Gotcha. It talks about um, good baby position. And so exercises that you can do at home, stretches that you can do at home that are really easy to follow. Um, um, They have videos as well that you can say, oh, okay, well, I can incorporate these two or three things every day into my routine. Right. That might take a few minutes. But it might make a big difference. Right. Because we want everybody to have, you know, a straightforward, nice, normal labor as much as possible. And so, again, as much as uh, women and pregnant people can be aligned, baby can be a good position that labor can go better. Right. Well, speaking of community, want to remind people they can be part of your community if they go to your website. You also have things like lactation groups and all of these other things going on at Health Foundations as well. Absolutely. So we have a parent group that happens every week virtually right now that's open to everyone. Uh, we have a milk hour that's open to everyone that's happening virtually right now. And there's lots of other things that are happening. So check out our website. If you're not sure, give us a call. Right. And you can call 